Saturday Brunch with Elmo on Vision. Well, I'm here with Phil Wickham. Phil, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Elmo. Uh, t- tell us some of your story. How did, how did you get into to making music in the first place? Yeah, well, the, the really short version is that my parents are worship leaders still to this day, so they've been singing about Jesus as long as I've been alive. When we made a move from Orange County, California to San Diego, California, um, I had nothing to do for a whole summer. So my dad gave me my first guitar and said, you should start learning to play guitar, you know, and, and all the songs we had to learn how to play were worship chord charts in our house. So he gave me all these worship songs and so over the summer I went from not knowing how to play guitar to being able to play all these worship songs and later that year I started leading worship for my youth group in junior high which is about you know, 12, 13 years old here in the States. Yeah, from there I started writing songs and getting more and more opportunities to lead and those songs started connecting to not just California churches but all, all over the country and put out a record and yeah, just little, slowly but surely God just opened up more doors for me to be a part of bigger and um, more exciting things. And there, there are lots of you know, possibilities of things you could do as a, as a job. You know, music could just be a hobby. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you've decided to stick with music and not become a, a plumber or a teacher or a well, doctor. <laughs> all growing up, I never let myself believe that it would be my job because it sounded too good to be true. You know, I went to college for a few years out of high school, just thinking eventually I'll have to get a real job. You know, eventually I want to actually, you know, be able to provide for a family. I'm sure and all that. But even while I was going to college, there's just bigger and better opportunities, and the records I was making were really connecting. And uh, and so just to try it out for a semester, I took a, a year off of university and and went for it. And ended up signing with a label, and and so for me, it's like instead of trying to make it happen and saying I'm going to be a musician, I'm going to run for it. It was more I just saw the blessing of God in front of me, and I just said, well, if there's an open door and I love this, then I'm just going to take another step forward. So one step at a time. Then all of a sudden, I realized that wow, I'm I'm doing this as my job. This is fun, you know. What do you like to do when you when you're not on the road, when you're not writing music? Um, I keep it pretty simple. I've got three little girls at home. Um, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And my wife is pregnant with our first boy, which is crazy. So we're going to have, we have three girls, we're going to have four total kids. And uh, and so just being home with them, you know, I, I do travel so much. I almost have to always be on the road to work, you know. And uh, and so being home is just time with them, you know. Uh, we love going to the, we have a little community pool, you know. So during the summers, go to the pool. I love taking my little girls on dates to a little coffee shop down the street. Just, just the stuff that like you just be with family and chill out and um, not have to be at an airport or on a bus is is very refreshing to me and it's it's my favorite thing to do when I'm off the road so when you're you're traveling around the the country and and even around the world and you're playing you know night after night on a on a different stage what's a moment that's really stood out for you as something really memorable on stage whether it's something you know heartfelt and lovely or where something's just gone horribly wrong yeah there's definitely uh, five flashes in my mind at once but the first one was kind of in that time when i was about 18 or 19 i had different opportunities um on the table you know i was in a band with some of my friends that were doing more mainstream music and then I was also doing this worship music that was um, in my in California was was spreading around and doing really well and I was kind of uh, split between the two I was asking the Lord to show me what to do and I was in England actually at this festival called Creation and uh, there's about 1,500 people there um, we're all worshiping out and we're about I was about to get up on the stage and sing and all this rain started pouring down and so they had to move everybody into these tents and 
and moved the PA into the tent. So it was just crazy because the tents were meant to fit like 500 people and there's like 1,500 people packing in. And uh, it was pouring rain and they just said, Phil, get up there. You know, there's one mic and one guitar line. You plug in and start singing. I'm like, okay. And so I get up on, on stage and start singing and it just sounds horrible and feedback and no one's even paying attention. And then all of a sudden there's this, this big explosion in the PA and all the lights turn off, all the power goes out and it's just dark because it's nighttime and everybody gets quiet and looks right at me and I'm just thinking oh what in the world am I supposed to do now so I just get up on the front of the stage and as loud as I can out not in the mic because the mic's not working I start singing this old song I love you Lord and I lift my voice to worship you as loud as I can and everybody starts joining in like singing it's just I remember I still remember this day it was so beautiful and singing so loud and at the last line it's like let it be a sweet sweet sound in your ear and right on ear literally the, another explosion happened someone put whatever line had fallen out put it in it was like pop and all the lights came on and everybody like cheered they're like yeah and um, and so I started singing for the next hour just me and a guitar and everybody was just in it and singing worshipping and the whole time it was one of like the two or three times I felt like an undeniable sense of God speaking to my heart um, just saying hey this is who I've made you to be you know and then, like how the satisfaction you're feeling right now just leading people in worship like this is who you are you know and I just felt like that's when I got an answer to really just go full on into just writing songs for the church to sing just a, a piece of advice when you're sharing that um, that story with your grandchildren just yeah. tell them you rocked so hard that you blew not only the PA but the lights as that's, well that's what I should say I need to <laughs> change that that's perfect now is there one song in uh, in Christian music that you wish you had written oh there's many I mean d- just because I, I just I've been so I mean I, I guess there are, are and there aren't you know I'm, I, maybe a part of why I love some of them are because there, there's something that I never thought to say or or words that you know maybe I, my heart wanted to say but I didn't know how to put them together and I'm thankful someone else did you know and it's like the body of Christ kind of working to give each other words to, for their emotions you know currently honestly in my own like quiet time the song that I just even in the mornings I find it is my heart's like kind of prayer is Holy Spirit right. you know just like it's just a prayer that I want in my life every day and it's it's the one song for the last year that we've added to our set list that isn't ours when we go and do a you know concert it's um, it's the one song that we almost always have just because it's like this is just praise what we want to happen in a space whether it's in my house at home or you know in an arena with a bunch of people um, you know Holy Spirit you're welcome here you know come flood this place it's just that's my heart. That's what I want to happen. Now, you must hear from people, especially in, in the, the world of social media and stuff that, that we live in, um, you know, you're so much more contactable than, than perhaps um, artists were in the past. You, yeah. know? you must hear from fans and, and from people who listen to your music and get feedback all the time. What's one story that you've heard back that's really impacted you? Wow, there's there's many over the years, you know, because of you know people can just send an email in five minutes and I, I get to see it. But uh, there's there's one connection I made with the church um, in Norfolk, Virginia, um, where they the pastor of the church um, lost his his son. His son was just graduating high school, and his son was a sports star, leader of the football team, leader of the youth group, led worship for the youth group. Just that the kid that all the other kids just loved, you know. And in this random act of violence, he got shot in the head from behind from just some random guy in a car, you know, and the whole town, the whole community grieved. You know, it didn't make news. I didn't see the news about it or anything like that, but I got an email 
after it happens, the mom of this boy told me this story in this email saying, hey, this, this happened in our, to my son, and we're grieving, but I just want to thank you because um, it, we, as we looked into it, he had a blog that he liked to write about his weekly thoughts on God, and uh, the last blog he wrote was the last line of the song I have called You're Beautiful, where it says, when we arrive at eternity's shore, where death is just a memory and tears are no more, we'll enter in. As the wedding bells ring, your bride will come together and we'll sing you beautiful. And the whole blog was about how he's so excited to see Jesus face to face. Months later, when they opened up his guitar case, the one song that he had in his guitar that was like a chord chart, you know, that he was learning was a song of mine called Heaven Song, which is all about wanting to be with God. And, uh, and so for them, they just felt like it was a sign that God was working a greater story like he always is and uh and so on the year um anniversary of his death they had me come and do a worship concert for the whole community and it was a night that i'll never forget i mean they were singing so loud and it was like the whole idea was like hey like this was a horrible night for us last year but this this year we're like going to join with this boy that we lost with what he's doing in heaven and just worship god because we know he's in control and so that's that's one of the heaviest stories and the most memorable that I've, I've come across it must make you feel like what you're doing is really worthwhile when you know that uh, you know something some art that you've created you know is being used in worship in the situation where god was obviously preparing him and his heart for for what was going to come yeah it's easy to get kind of tunnel vision when you're flying just on airplanes and in airports and you see you know you're just with your band and your crew and you go from a church to a starbucks to an airport to a venue to a starbucks to airport every city and then it's just when you read those emails that you realize wow these these songs are like part of people's lives and when i hear about which is a weird one but lately i've heard like three ladies in a row tell me that they birthed their last child to one of my songs it's always kind of a (laughs) bittersweet one mentally to me um and but like you know or, or walking down the aisle um, to one of my songs, it's just like, whoa! These songs are are more than just what me singing them at concerts, and it's just a m- massive honor. And uh, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Well, we just about have to wrap up, but before uh, before we go, um, I wonder if you want to have a bit of fun with me. I call it the quickfire round. Let's do it. I've got I'm five, ready. five questions for you. You have to answer with the the first response that comes into your head. Ready? Four multi choice questions and one open ended. Are you ready? Here we go. Ready? Quickfire round. Liz, Paul, or Strat? Strat. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Batman or Superman? Batman. Good choice. iPhone or Android? iPhone. And who would you least like to meet in a dark alley? Oh my goodness. Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got a a computer that's currently analyzing your responses to uh, to create a a psychological profile. Um, And uh, and the the results are back and and they're good. You're a good guy. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.